All right. Time out. We've got all these awesome sponsors here. Right. Um, where can they find all the information out for that? Oh, if only there was a place. If there was only a, a portal. A hub. A, a central hub to a do so. A central location. Wait. I think there is. Do we have the technology? Yes, yes, yes. Baconismypodcast.com is where you can find the best deals on all of our awesome sponsors, including Drink Wild Bills, Poddex, Manscaped, all of them. Um, go over there, find their promo codes. You always get the best deals. But what else can you get over there? Well, not only can you get the best deals, and we'll always keep those uh, up to date, you can also help out the show. By grabbing some t-shirts, some yeah. swag. Jump over to the Bacon Is My Fashion section. Yeah, there's a whole section. It's just there for you. It's there for you. You can check it out. We have nice t-shirts. They don't uh, they don't chafe. The nice to the nips. You know I like that. You know Jimmy's you know all about like his that. nice to the nips I'm like shirts. the Drax of this show. You exactly. Know? I got sensitive nipples, man. I got sensitive nipples. It's if fine. you have sensitive nipples, check that out. And uh, you know what? How about your ear holes? You want to take care of those ear holes? Because you can find links to all of our episodes. How about your eyeballs? You want, mm-hmm. you want those eyeballs? You can find links to our YouTube, Strangerhood TV. You can check out everything right from baconismypodcast.com. It's easy. It's super simple. It's right there. What's your bacon? I will say that when you go to this site, that will be your new bacon. That will be your new bacon. Check it out. All right, guys. We have a special guest on this lovely Saturday afternoon recording discussion and drinks we've got the man behind grillyourassoff.com i mean we we talk about them every week right uh we you see them on the videos that we have from the capulet fest that we've been putting out every week uh so now we have jason murph here on the show to talk some shit with us dude what's going on yeah no i'm just uh we just got back from being on the road for, shoot, I think the last three weeks straight. Uh, been freaking all over the damn country doing a whole bunch of wholesale shows. And uh, today is like my first day of like relax, recover uh, before I take off to North Carolina tomorrow or on uh, Monday morning. So, yeah, just hanging out, uh, enjoying some Sailor Jerry. Uh, yes. With you guys. And then uh, about to cook up some tacos here in a little bit. Nice. nice. Well, we're going to have some drinks and we're going to tell some stories and we're going to Talk about grilling. Yes. So, uh, we're going to intro it. Cue the intro. Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Hey, I want to I want to apologize for not giving you the warning that that, that was going to happen and probably be loud. Oh no, that that was a freaking awesome intro. <laughs> <laughs> that props like everybody else's podcast intro suck ass, and that's just like <laughs> right in your fucking face. Uh, plus, it has bacon, so I can get it. Uh, I mean, I can't think of anything better. Nice, nice. <laughs> Thank you, sir. We uh, when we we used to have like some some canned music that like I found when I was making the the intro video. Uh, just in whatever, I think whatever, like, yeah, whatever, whatever video program, yeah, whatever program I was using. And, uh, and we were sitting in here and we were like, we should make an intro. We should go ahead and make one. And we just kind of picked it up and sort of banged it out. And I was like, all right, now we need, now we need to have like, yeah. And he was like, all right, you're doing that. We were like, all right, we're just going to yell bacon and came together in about, uh, 
15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> 15, yeah. 20 minutes. Recorded, written and recorded. Written and recorded. <laughs> we work fast. Ready for the next one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you mentioned you've got some Sailor Jerry going on. Uh, what is it, just straight up, or are we mixing yeah, with something? Uh, Sailor Jerry and Sprite. Nice. Oh, okay. Um, I, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of, like, so we were talking earlier uh, before this started, like, Sailor Jerry was, like, a big thing, especially in my life, like, whenever I was first turning, you know, getting close to the age of drinking right. and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I feel like once I was in the military, it kind of, like, went away. And so from, you know, uh, about 21, 22 to uh, 32, there's no Sailor Jerry in my life. And then they shot us an email uh, beginning of last year, and they were like, hey, we want you to make our barbecue sauce for us. And they, like, they sent it to James and um, inside the email, and he forwarded it to me. He was like, hey, I think this is a spam email, but you might want to double check it. And I verified their domain because it was their PR agency who was uh, shooting it over to us, and they had a uh, board meeting with the Sailor Jerry team. They were like, hey, we love really your ass off. We love how they give back to the veterans. Uh, and everything like that. And, you know, Sailor Jerry was founded by a Navy veteran after World War II. So it was like a perfect merge. So That's I had perfect. them off oh, on nice. that. So uh, thankfully, one of the things about formulating a barbecue sauce with someone's alcohol inside of it is you have to know how the alcohol tastes. Right. Um, so I got into drinking some Sailor Jerry and then uh, realized, you know, if you mix it with just regular Sprite, um, it brings out the vanilla notes inside of it really well and just makes it super smooth and creamy. And that was one of the things that I started noticing and whenever we started developing the barbecue sauce, um, if anyone doesn't know, like if you're using a high-end spirit, uh, Sailor Jerry is a higher, higher end like a spirit rum, even though a lot of us probably think differently uh, based <laughs> on our past experiences, uh, all that flavor cooks out of it. So whenever we were starting to develop it, it's like we kept on adding rum, adding rum, adding rum. And then it got to the point like, hey, this isn't financially smart to put this much fucking rum in the <laughs> So we had to go back and like re-engineer how they create Sailor Jerry Spice Rum and utilize those raw ingredients. And by utilizing those raw ingredients and then also just like drinking it straight, mixing it with Sprite and all that kind of stuff, you start picking up the different tasting notes and how it hits your tongue. So right. Um, seriously, like if anyone has the Sailor Jerry spiced rum, get the Sailor Jerry, um, mix it with Sprite and then taste it next to our barbecue sauce and you'll instantly start picking up some of the similar notes to it. Oh. What was, what was like the overriding spice in Sailor Jerry that like, what was the one that was like, okay, this, this is the one that gives it that flavor to let you know what it is. So it was, uh, vanilla first, ginger and then nutmeg. Okay. Okay. Um, those were kind of like biggest things. A little bit of cinnamon, not a ton to it. Um, but we kind of had to go back to the drawing board once all the flavor was cooking out and like really re-engineer it and start utilizing the same raw ingredients inside of there to match the way that the, the flavor profile comes through. But those three are the biggest biggest ones that's going to make the difference in the barbecue sauce. Nice. And I could say right now confidently that if someone was like, can you name three things that are in Sailor Jerry rum? I would not have come up with any of those. Uh, the vanilla. <laughs> I might have said vanilla. Vanilla for sure. I, I but like nutmeg, no. Uh, no. Wouldn't but that's, that. that's awesome. That's that's great. Yeah, I love that. I, I mean, so like when. Now you, I got to taste that sauce. Yeah. Yeah. I want to taste that sauce, man. I feel like, I feel like the, uh, like the world in the world of barbecue sauces, most people lean more toward that sweeter side of things right man i am all about vinegar hot sauce uh vinegary 
barbecue sauces. I don't know why. The bite, man. You gotta get oh, that bite. Man. It's just that's that's my thing. Yeah, that is my thing. So well, are you, you like more... heat too? Yeah, like I like heat. heat too. That's yeah. But so, uh, Jason, where are you on that kind of thing? Are you more of like a sweet, sweet kind of uh, flavor? Yeah, I'm more sweet, um, and that's traditionally how you know in uh, in the South, like Texas, everything like that does it. Um, you know, you get up more towards North Carolina, Kansas City. They're going to be more on the vinegar base, and yeah, they're anytime that, yeah, yeah, anytime that I we try and develop something, I, I try and keep in mind like, hey, we're selling it all over the country, and you know, really all over the world. So I want to marry all those flavors together, but also I want to marry you know what I know be 100 percent true and that's texas barbecue and you know how we do everything here in texas and especially like adding a little bit of the south of the border tex-mex style vibe to it because if yeah. anyone knows me like give me a margarita and some tacos i'm in my fucking happy place hell yeah man <laughs> i also i also like like for barbecue sauce for me um i like the thinner vinegar i think that's great but i always try to think in terms of like Texas and and more southern barbecue sauces. Those are the kind that I can also dip things in. Right. That's you know I'm gonna I'm gonna dip fries in that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm gonna and a lot use of that, that can be the the um, ketchup or tomato based uh, right. sauces with that. And one of the cool things with uh, our sauces is if you notice they're not super super thick because they're right. not processed and full of a whole bunch of fillers to make it seem like a thick sauce. Um, so they are on the kind of thinner side to that. So you're getting a lot of the actual like characteristics of more of a vinegar-based sauce, but with the sweetness and the Texas style behind it. Yeah. Uh, I'm noticing on our Patreon right now, because we do have our patrons watching live, we do have uh, our friend Donna on here. And Donna was one of the oh, first yeah. people to order a bunch of stuff from you guys. And I emailed you guys after it happened, too. And, yeah. and I remember like on, on her... Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll thank you for her for being so great about the fact that, like, whatever happened in shipping, she got some things that were messed, like, were broken in shipping, and you guys immediately fixed the issue and came back and solved her problem and were so great to her. And uh, so on behalf of Donna, I'll, I'll thank you guys for that. No, um, <laughs> I appreciate that. You, I mean, y'all have no idea how hard it is. Uh, I mean, y'all have one of the barbecue sauce jars right there to have that thing freaking survive. Yeah, <laughs> you know, with one of these carriers, and uh, I mean, y'all saw the uh, the fiber molding insert on the last order I sent Dude. you guys. Yeah, and those things are not freaking cheap to make, um, like whatsoever. So, um, yeah, no. Anytime we do stuff like that, we're gonna go above and beyond for all of our customers, all of our products, and everything like that. So, I'm super happy that uh, you know we were able to get Donna take care of on that. Yep. Yeah, there's Donna right there. Super awesome product, awesome company. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. agree. I agree. As well. Actually, my first my first order, I had the uh, the bunker bacon barbecue sauce, and my son went through like my son will eat ketchup, just ketchup. Right. Like it, he his ketchup is the main course and the. French fries, burger, whatever. Yeah, is everything, always the is, everything is an edible spoon for his ketchup. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Reminds and, me of uh, Big Daddy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, Scuba Steve. The the bunker bacon barbecue sauce, uh, bourbon bar barbecue sauce, actually replaced ketchup for three days, and it was gone. <laughs> three fucking days, and he yeah. it was done, done. He loves it. 
He loves it. He he'll. He, he, I can't. I can't keep enough of it in the house. Because this this child will eat it all. Yeah, I've got the taco seasoning, and uh, I noticed also that that uh, your favorite seasoning is the Claymore Cajun, which also I'm a huge yes. I'm a huge fan of. I have. Uh, I have, I have a bunch of that at home as well. Yeah. Which I'm a, I put on everything. Like, everything. Yeah. I mean, that was my goal with that. Um, I was born in Beaumont, Texas. So, like, we were really close to the border of Texas and Louisiana. And you're right there off the Gulf of Mexico. So, like, being born there and then moving to Houston, it's just like I was in the epicenter of Tex-Mex and Cajun food. So, nice. that was kind of, like, my focus whenever I was starting this. I was, like, especially... I basically started it with the idea of like, okay, I'm going to do four seasonings to hit all the categories. I'm going to do a steak seasoning, a pork seasoning, a chicken seasoning, and a Cajun seasoning because Cajun can go on anything, everything. But if I'm going to do a Cajun seasoning, I can't do, um, you know, like uh, the, you know, there's a brand out there, um, you know, starts with Tony. Uh, right, right. Yeah, we're, we're not going to do it like that. We're going to do it right. So, um, right, right. That, that was a special one to me. Um, it's so simple, but yet it's so good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's very good. I I also have the the one with Tony. Oh uh, yes, I, yeah. I have that as well. Um, anytime I shake that on something, you just uh, you immediately hyperventilate and can't breathe in the house. Yeah. But <laughs> but I I will say uh, that the, the the Claymore took over. I I have I have far less of the Claymore <laughs> at yes. home than I do of the Tony, and I had the Tony first. Yeah. I, I actually like. Over, man, I like you know? the uh, the uh, lime beer salt. That's I haven't used like, that on anything yet. It's it's awesome on uh, shrimp. Okay, barbecue nice. shrimp. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I use it on, and it's. Yeah. You'll love the uh, the chili lime beer salt, especially if you like things a little with a little bit of heat. Uh, yeah. it, it gives it you know that same style of twang to it, but just a little bit of heat added on top of it, and especially like on any kind of fruit that the chili lime beer salt is phenomenal. Yeah, that's that's a solid solid seasoning in my book. Um, what is your like when it comes to the cuts of meat? What's your go-to? Like, what is your favorite to to cook? I mean, like Texas. I'm sure you got a spot. You've probably got your smoker, all that kind of stuff. Is that is that like your go-to stuff, or is it that like quick grill kind of thing? Um. You know, really, it depends on, like, what kind of mood I'm in. A lot of people think, like, you know, they're like, oh, you know, he's Texas. Like, he's going to be cooking brisket every single day. And, right. like, um, I'm already tied up enough with my time throughout the day. Like, the last <laughs> thing I want to do is worry about a brisket. You can't brisket. be smoking brisket for 16 hours? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, no, you totally can. But it, it, it's not just that, too. Like, um, you know, I developed this whole entire line uh, and kind of the goal with the, the brand uh, as I was competing in men's physique competition. So like being in shape, being healthy and all that kind right, of stuff right. is still an important factor to me. So like, I can't just be challenged out. So you can't eat. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things like it weighs it out. Like it, a lot of people will see, uh, you know, if they're around me for a while, just like, I mean, James was on the road with me for three weeks and like, I literally had a giant 50 quart cooler in the back seat of my truck as we were driving just full of like chicken rice and potatoes and like right. that's it you know? <laughs> um but typically like if i'm gonna like you know enjoy myself i'm gonna probably go and get a cayenne um and then uh which is a top it's a top sirloin with the fat cap still on it and then mm-hmm. uh very popular in south america uh i know up 
north. You guys probably have no idea what that is. I know what it I've is. I've heard from, of it, from, but I've uh, not seen it in the supermarket. YouTube videos. I've yeah. seen. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Google Foods make them a bunch of times. <laughs> yep, yep. So, and, and I mean, like seriously, that steak it's like literally the perfect texture of in between a sirloin and a ribeye. Yeah. Um, and then as long as you know how to cut it right to cook it as a steak, they're phenomenal. If you cut it wrong, it's going to be tough as shit, and you're going to hate it. Um, but it's just like a perfect amount of lean beef and then it has about a quarter inch fat cap on the end of it that just gives it that little bit of like flavor explosion in your mouth nice. so i mean pretty much that um that are like doing the set of uh dinosaur ribs like some big big beef ribs um and those are something that you know i'll smoke for five six hours straight but they don't require uh you don't have to wrap them like a brisket it's a lot less maintenance to it uh with that and I mean, it's like literally having brisket on a stick at that point once it's done. So, see, there's yeah. like there's there's two schools of thought when you're looking at that somebody that's like making uh, rubs and seasonings and everything. If you look at them and they're like not in shape, you're like, all right, they know how to eat, they know how to eat. And then if you look at them and they're in like really good shape, you're like, they know how to season food <laughs> because he's eating so much goddamn chicken. <laughs> he's, he well, really I mean, knows how to season his food. <laughs> that's a hundred percent on point because, like, I, I get it all the time. People are like, "Oh, I shouldn't trust you know a fucking skinny chef." And it's like, well, right, right, yeah. <laughs> um, I was like, but two, I like to take care of myself. Uh, but you know, on the chicken aspect of it, uh, a lot of the original flavors like Madhu's Wiliki chicken seasoning, right, um, were developed whenever I was getting ready to do the last minute physique competition I did, and I mean, I dieted. For 20 weeks straight doing that show and right before that i had uh my third ankle surgery and i had been dieting for 12 weeks getting ready for a different show and they're like oh hey you have to have surgery so it's like shit can that so like literally for almost a whole entire year i was in a phase of just dieting eating bland boring shit and i was stationed in washington dc and anyone up north um, no offense, y'all don't know shit for flavor up there. So I would have friends and family send <laughs> up wrong. Things, not wrong. Uh, from Texas. And then I started kind of like picking apart, like, hey, why does this taste so good? And then, you know, reading the ingredients and understanding how certain flavors kind of marry together to give you that ultimate final result. And uh, that's really where it all started from. Nice. That's okay. awesome. That's really cool. I, I, hey, yeah. <laughs> I, that makes a lot of sense to me, you know, like you think right. about it. Um, poor guy spends weeks drinking a thimble full of water so that he can look veiny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's... that's he wants to eat some good food. And, and the funniest thing, like a lot of people, you know, now looking at it full circle, like I would never do like men's busy competitions or anything else like that again. Like the, the, And this, I think, goes through with exactly what y'all are doing with the podcast, with music, with business, with fitness, like all in love with the journey not the yeah yep. and that's what it was for me it was being disciplined having a structure and then staying adhered to it for a certain amount of time those that suffer but you're going you're seeing the results as you go and you're suffering so and i, I kind of fell in love with that um you know once i got on stage for that and realized oh hey the night before i have to go and get a fucking spray tan butt ass naked it's cold <laughs> shit um right yeah, fucking weird people looking at you that are all getting spray tans as well and then the next day you got to go and get touched up for your spray tan and then you got to get a pump in a back room with a whole bunch of people that fucking stink like orange fucking <laughs> you know spray tan oil and then like 
literally before you go hop on stage, like, and you know, this was my first go at this kind of shit. Um, you know, I walk around the corner and the same lady who was doing the touch up spray tanning, she's spraying everyone down with literally Pam cooking spray to make right. you look shiny underneath the lights. Right, right. And like that, I was just like the whole entire time. And then you, you know, you go on stage, you show off what you've been working with, but like they judge you based on, you know, whether you smiled the correct way or not. And it's just like, bro, right. this is in my head. I'm like, this is game shit. Like I'm, yeah. I'm never going to do this again. So, and then. How those balls looking? You know what you know what season is, right? <laughs> I do, I do indeed. It is uh, it is time. It is time for smooth sack summer. And how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? Well, I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscape, buddy. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know how much we love the lawnmower. But they have the performance package 4.0 now. They did a little upgrade mm -hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer, which is fantastic. So go to manscaped.com. Yeah. Use the promo code BACONPOD, and that will give you 20% off and free shipping. That's right. So don't forget to work on those testicles, your chesticles, and your cheeks. Keep them clean and ask yourself, what's your bacon? Well, you did it. You know, it's, it, it takes a lot of this. I, I, have, um, I have a friend that, that competes. Um, his, his wife competes yeah. uh, bodybuilding competitions. Mm -hmm. And then he started like, you know, she was doing so much meal planning and so much, you know, he was just kind of like, I... I either do this with her or or I have to figure out a whole other way of living and I can't be in the house because yeah. I can't have food here and I can't have it. So, you know, he was getting in good shape and, and everything too. But she was she was talking about it and she was like, yeah, it's crazy. You go there and it's it's like it's all – you do all the work to get there and then when you get there and it, they, they sort of judging you on the work that you did – but the work that you did is more like your ID to get in the room. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, what's your talent? Right. Yeah, no, it, it was one of those things like uh, I did that show. And then about uh, three months later, I ended up getting medically discharged from the army. And, um, you know, I know I placed decent at that show. And then I move all the way back to Texas and I'm getting ready to like enroll in college. And then I got a phone call. It's like, hey, you qualified for your pro card. Like, come and compete for your pro card. And I'm like sitting there thinking, I'm like, why the fuck do I want to do that? Like, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to struggle for that long again. I did it. East Coast. Like, I did, did it, it man. I proved myself. I don't need it anymore. Ah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. Were you always, were you always like, like uh, super disciplined and, and driven? Was that, or was that something that you got from the military? Like, I had an extent to it, uh, but it wasn't really, you know, my parents, um, they got into business, uh, really, I mean, they took over managing at Ace Hardware whenever I was one years old. They moved, uh, you know, two hours from Beaumont to Houston to kind of take okay. over that role. And they ended up buying it from the, the guy who had it. And he told them, you know, a long time ago, hey, an Ace Hardware will never be successful here, so good luck. And now it's one of the most, uh, it's one of the biggest Ace Hardware's in the state of Texas. Wow, and, there you, go. you know, with that, I saw the work ethic and the discipline that they had putting in every single day. Um, and you, that kind of 
was instilled into me, but it was never really one of those things that I kind of, you know, had in the back of my head, like, oh, yeah, I'm doing this just like my parents, or, you know, I got to stay disciplined. You know, like Jocko Willett was going off in the back of my head with that. Right, right. Um, and, you know, I, I started the first two businesses before I went into the military, and that's really, I think, whenever the gears started turning, I'm like, oh, shit, if I actually want to do something, I need to be able to be, like, locked in on this and, like, be 100%. Um, and then, you know, obviously being inside the military, which is like another turned up another gear and freaking just yeah, like yeah. miles an hour from that ever since then. What pulled you towards like, I want to start a business. I want to own my own business. You know what I mean? Like, um, you're, you're athletic. You could have been like, Hey, I want to do football or I want to do baseball or I want to do this. So, or what was, what was the thing that pulled you towards business? So, so early, um, well, I mean, so I, I actually started off doing like stick and ball sports, like in kindergarten, elementary school, all that yeah. kind of stuff. Like, I thought I loved football. Uh, didn't really care for baseball that much. My dad was like a huge baseball guy. And then um, the guy who uh, he was my sister's age, Joey, uh, grew across the street from him. He had a dirt bike. And ever since, like, he picked me up, put me on the gas tank of his dirt bike, did a wheelie down the street, I was like, I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> X Games. Uh, Let's yeah. go. X oh, yeah. Games. That yeah. Was me. No, like that, that, was me. that was literally it. You know, growing up, uh, my parents got me a four-wheeler. I started racing four-wheelers, doing motocross on that. Um, nice. And then got into racing motocross on dirt bikes and then ended up, you know, obviously doing what most people in motocross do, breaking a shit ton of bones. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> right. And that was kind of my uh, my deciding factors. You know, my freshman year in high school, my coach, football coaches told me, hey, Either you're playing football or you're racing motocross. There's no in between. Um, and then, like a week later, I ended up breaking my left leg, and they pretty much kicked me from the football team. So right, like, uh, now I'm doing neither. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you know, screw you guys. Uh, at that time, they had a uh, circuit that was running on ESPN that we were all kind of going after. Um, and you know, thankfully, my parents backed me on that kind of stuff. We traveled all over, raced for a super, super long time, and. Uh, I ended up, uh, you know, that was my first bad break was on that leg. Uh, shortly after, you know, I had a couple of broken wrists, broken arm. I ended up breaking both my legs at the same time. Oh. Uh, kind of recovered from that all throughout my uh, high school uh, year. And then right towards the end of my high school year, I ended up shattering my left collarbone. Oh. And um, the doctors thought that uh, the way that it had broke, it would have been totally fine. Um, and, you know, they... They put me in a clavicle brace, which basically just pulled your shoulders back. Right. And um, I was in that for four weeks. And then after those four weeks, it actually had separated the bones even further. So, like, um, and a lot of people don't know, you don't need your clavicle connected. Uh, okay. It's, it's not a necessary thing. It's a, um, yeah, it's a floater. Yeah. So, like, by that time, four weeks after the shatter, like, I could throw, I'm left-handed. So, I could throw a football. I could, I was back to riding motocross. Like, I felt great. And I go in, and the dude's like, bro, your shoulder's fucked. Um, <laughs> so I ended up getting uh, six screws and a plate put in it, and that put me down even further. So at this time, like, you know, I'm almost five months in what should have taken, you know, three, four weeks to get healed. Yeah. And, and at that time, um, you know, I, I was really starting to see, like, hey, maybe motocross isn't going to be, you know, like a future uh, career path thing for me based on, like, these injuries. I'm really tired right. of being a cast, you know. Demolition time. Derby, maybe? Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of like a deciding factor with that. And at the time, um, I was in welding in high school. Uh, like, I always loved welding, and I had just gotten certified by NASA to be a welder. 
because uh, they had a, a NASA program um, down right by us since they're in Houston. They came oh, out nice. of school and did all of our qualifications. And at the same time, I was in uh, drafting, so I was doing 3D CAD engineering. Oh, wow. um, and I ended up getting a job at a machine shop doing MWD, which is measure well drilling. So I would design all the parts and they would sit down the hole to do the sonar to see what they're drilling after. Um, and pretty quick, I realized, I was like, dude, all I do is sit behind a computer all day. This is boring as shit. I started working. Uh, and before that, like, you know, granted, um, I was not a great kid growing up. Uh, I wasn't the worst, but I wasn't the best. Right. So, um, you know, like whenever I was 14, uh, my parents busted me smoking pot in the backyard and then forced me to work at the hardware store. So from like 14 to 16, I was basically slave labor there. And uh, which thankfully, you know, that helped me learn so many skill sets. that I had a similar upbringing. (laughs) You know what? And, And funny enough, I actually worked at an ACE for five years. You learned so much there. Nice. Yeah. I was a, but I was a paint guy. Okay. I okay. Was, I was a paint guy, so I learned uh, not to eat the lead. See, not, not well, to... no, no. Look, that, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Uh, no, actually. So what? What kids don't un- kids don't understand these days, right? <laughs> okay. So Old n- now, now when you when you go to like a Home Depot or an Ace and you go, I want this color paint. Now they like plug it into a machine right. and it's spits it out and then they throw it in the shaker and there it goes no 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 i was like a chemist yeah and it gave you a formula and you had to like pull out the set tint it just right yeah push it, and push it down yeah Dude, when that tint got on your hands it was the worst you were the analog paint i was guy. the analog paint guy yeah yeah <laughs> that's that one asshole that has a freaking gallon of paint bust inside the shaker <laughs> oh my god it's like dude you gotta balance the shaker yeah you have to balance the shaker that is if anybody is going into paint balance the the shaker now they they put out that one where it had that one single uh thing where it like spun it this way mm-hmm. no way <laughs> no way i was like i don't trust that thing and sure enough newbie comes along he's like no nah, i'm gonna try it i'm like you're gonna clean it then and he's like nah 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 it's cool i was like have fun sure enough it all of a sudden sure here, is cool boom that like the top <laughs> flies off the insides all painted uh whatever it was i was like have fun with that buddy <laughs> yeah. that was my that was my ace world was uh like you said definitely learned a lot of shit yeah, I never did the hardware store thing. I, wor- I worked in a, a tire and lube place, though, so I learned. Oh, okay. I, I learned that side. <laughs> I was in the in the in with the mechanics. Well, and that's what like transitioned next was uh, once I started doing the machine shop stuff. It's I got tired of sitting behind a computer, and like they really wouldn't let me kind of like go where my brain wanted to go. Um, right. I wanted to go out there and say like, okay, hey, if I'm designing the parts that these dudes are putting in, you know, multi million dollar machines to machine like. I want to see how the machine works so then I can optimize like the design that I'm doing for them. And it was very much a, a strict shut the fuck up, stay in your office kind of thing. So I was right, just like, right. Dude, this is boring. So at the time there was a chick I had gone to school with ever since first grade and her dad owned a diesel performance shop. And I went over and I was, you know, hanging out with them uh, after business hours and helping him like rebuild motors and do shit like this. And it was kind of one of those things he'd bring up like an idea. I'm like, Oh yeah, give me like 15 minutes. I'll draw it up in CAD and then we can freaking make it. And so like 
we started going back and forth and then he uh you know gave me a position to come on board full time and started like designing um header turbo kits girdles uh, a bunch of different stuff for uh diesel engines oh man so doing, like performance work on like your f-250s your 2500s yeah. things like that and um that's whenever i really started to fall in love with like actually creating something and bringing it to market mm -hmm. um and so i worked with him a little bit had enough money saved up uh one year and uh i decided to go all in so i quit doing everything i was doing i started up my first business which was doing diesel performance work and then uh that same year is whenever i bought my first fireworks stand um I got a uh, repossessed fireworks stand from a little Asian guy that didn't pay his bill on time. Nice. And, uh, literally sunk all of my savings, like every single penny I had, into just buying a shit ton of fireworks. And right, right. it ended up going horrible. But, like, I was at a break even. And I was like, bro, like, we just tweaked a few things. Like, next year will be so great. So, um, you know, six months later, I ended up, um, you know, relaunching it and things kicked off and they were awesome. So, um, did that. And then, after that, uh, you know, at that time in 2008, 2009, we had a little thing called the financial crisis. Um, and yeah, right. that financial crisis, a lot of the people with, uh, you know, crazy money that wanted to go and drop, you know, five, 10 grand on a turbo kit for a truck, um, didn't want to do that anymore. So I started, <laughs> you know, unfortunately becoming like a tire and a lube guy. So I was just, you know, changing oil, swap, yeah. you know, rotating tires, doing suspension and exhaust to like, stay afloat and i was like bro this is not for me so yeah i ended up um it took me about eight months to get medically cleared to go into the army uh into the infantry because that's something i always wanted to do ever since i was a kid and i was like bro i'm only getting older um like this is kind of like my prime time so shut down the diesel shop finally got medically cleared to go into the army and then gave my firework business to my sister and i was like all right y'all have fun i'll be back what was that process like getting medically cleared for that with all the injuries um, it was just literally one thing after another, uh, going to this doctor and then that doctor and then going with my recruiter to this different MEP station. And it was just, it was a, just a lot of paperwork. That's why whenever I always hear people, they're like, oh, I, you know, I would have joined the army, but you know, I, I broke my arm or I have asthma or some shit like that. Right. Yeah. You're okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> I have plantar fasciitis. I can't possibly. Yeah. Like my nickname at the recruiting station was Iron Man. I had so much fucking metal in me. Right, yeah, yeah. And, and the best thing about all this kind of shit uh, it, it is on top of my mind because it popped up on my Facebook memories the other days. Um, I get in and I finally get medically cleared. And like the E7 at the time, so like the head guy at the recruiting station comes and sits me down in his office with my recruiter, um, which my recruiter, Jason Gordon, awesome dude. Um, he, they, we're sitting down in this dude's office and he's like, look, we just got you medically cleared after all these fucking months do not hurt yourself and i'm just like dude i'm good like i got like two months and i'm fucking shipping off i ain't gonna hurt myself two days later i break my wrist oh my god <laughs> we uh we had this spot uh where they were doing a whole bunch of like excavation for a long ass time and they basically built this giant retention pond that had like fucking 30 foot cliffs all around it and it was like a straight drop into the water so we built a huge freestyle ramp and then got our BMX bikes and we built a giant drop-in ramp out of the bed of a truck. Yeah. Like we, we literally took pallets and like made this thing like 15 feet tall and we would drop in, hit this freestyle ramp and like, you know, do all the tricks and shit like that. Right. My dumb ass goes to drop in off the top of it and I was being cocky and the front tire literally like rolled off the side and I went straight down oh. and broke my wrist. So oh. um, literally I'm like cutting my cast off so I can go swear in. 
<laughs> oh my god. What's it like going through security with you? Yeah. yeah. In, at an airport. <laughs> Surprisingly, like it I've never had anything gone off. You know, uh my left leg is uh you know, about halfway down, uh below the knee is all metal. This collarbone's all metal and this collarbone's all metal. And uh no, never sets it off. Wow. Do you know when storms are coming? Are you like I do. <laughs> Like cold, and that's another thing. Like why a lot of people they're like, oh man, you should come up north. I'm like, no, it gets cold there. Right. Like, oh so yeah, like, dude. Cold outside, it fucking hurts. And like, if there's a bad storm coming, it also hurts. So, um, thankfully, I don't think it's rained here in like the last like three months. So I've been enjoying it. <laughs> that's crazy. That's so. I, I, like, it's it's funny too because you're never really in tap with that until you get older, right. and then you do have like a lingering injury, and you're like, oh, it's gonna rain. Yeah, it, it, but but that's that's got to you like exacerbated things with all that that stuff. Um, so like you go you go into the military, and uh, you said that you were medically uh, discharged. What what did you what did you did you is was it a BMX thing or something else that? Uh, no, I ended up. Um, so whenever I got out of basic, I ended up uh, getting voluntold to go to a volunteer only unit. Um, and it's not what I wanted to do. You know, I joined the infantry in the middle of the war to be able to kick wars and shoot people in the face. And they right. sent me to Arlington National Cemetery to bury all the guys who uh, had the opportunity to go overseas and do that. So oh, wow. um, that was kind of a kick into the dick on the morale. But at the same time, you know, right. it's one of the most honorable things you can do. Yeah, it's like yeah. that that trade off, you know. Yeah. So um, uh, I did that there. And uh as soon as and this is really kind of the thing that kickstarted the fitness is i realized once i was there i didn't like doing this i didn't want to do it so everyone was like well hey dude if you get fit and you're really good at physical fitness and like you're smart they'll send you to whatever school you wanted to so i just started working out like fucking crazy and they, they started sending me to all the schools so like more schools i'm going to the more i'm gone the less funerals i'm doing or any kind of bullshit like that right, so right. Um, I'm getting to travel all over the country and do these schools. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Um, well, one of the things that I've always wanted to do ever since a kid was go to ranger school. And um, we're getting ready for a train up on that for like a ranger selection uh, for our unit to see which guys we're going to get going. And preparing for that, I went out on a five mile run and right over by the Lincoln Memorial came off the curb and ended up tearing all the ligaments and tendons inside my left ankle. Jesus. Um, <laughs> So, and then, uh, you know, in 20, that was at the, towards the end of 2013, um, they bounced me around from doctor to doctor to doctor. All of them were saying I had different, like, issues wrong with me, shit like that. So finally, after like six months of that, they sent me to Walter Reed. And so I was like, finally, like, I'm com I'm getting comfortable. I'm like, bro, I'm at the best military medical hospital that there is. And I go to this doctor and he's like, hey, yep, I know exactly what it is. You know, you have a torn tendon right here. Um, let's go ahead and prep you for surgery and all this and that kind of shit. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, finally, I have someone that knows what they're doing. Uh, ends up this doctor botches the surgery, completely missing uh, where all the tears are. It ends up, like, chipping away bone that's completely grown over the plate inside my leg and removing a bunch of screws, um, damaging the nerves, um, trying to take scar tissue off of it, and then shows me back up, and he's like, hey, good to go and i was like the fuck i am bro i'm like i feel 10 times worse than oh, what i man. was before so they ended up doing that and then in the military you, you get a second opinion whenever it comes to like health related stuff so i i go back to my pa and i'm like look this like i feel like this doctor fucked me over i 
feel way worse than I was before. Um, like, can I get a second opinion? So they send me to a different doctor who literally works next door to that doctor who botched the surgery. And that doctor was like, hey, yeah, let's bring such and such doctor in since he was just, you know, inside you and did that other surgery and get his advice. And what they had came up with was my body was rejecting a metal plate that had been in there since 2006. It's now currently 2014. Right. And that they needed to chip all the bone away from it, completely remove any metal hardware that I had inside my left leg. And granted, at this time, I have another fucking plate in this shoulder right here. So I'm like, yeah, right. I'm sure my body's not rejecting it. Yeah, it seems um, like it's doing okay everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, so that that was kind of their elaborate thing. And I was going to be non-weight-bearing for like 12 to 18 months as my oh, bones were going to be like rebuilding. Holy and shit. shit. And, so, and at that time, too, I was at my re-enlistment window. So literally, I'm getting forced the hand of like, get this surgery, stay in and be a paper bitch or get out. Right. And so I ended up, I was like, I went back, I talked with some like higher leadership that I really respected inside the military of like, you know, hey, look, these are the options. Like, you guys know why I joined and what I want to do. Like, what do I do? Like, this is a total fucking career change. Cause like at that time, like I really didn't like where I was, but I wanted to stay in the military. I didn't know yeah. how long, but it was probably going to be for a while. Um, and it came down to like, hey, like you need to get out and, go see a real doctor and i went out and i saw a real doctor and in 2016 um I had, I had to have a full ankle reconstruction surgery um and thankfully like that that ended up helping me for a long time but um i've had another two surgeries since then um with the latest one being uh, in may of this year so wow are you looking towards more or like what no the- hopefully this one was the last one yeah um you know, I had the ankle reconstruction surgery, and then there are still some issues with um, some ligaments inside of there. Um, that was November of 2021, I believe. And then this last one, I ended up having a bunch of nerve issues. Basically, there was so much scar tissue built up inside of that ankle um, that the scar tissue was starting to break the, um, the actual fascia around the nerve. Um, and then so basically like sitting, standing, anything like that is just scar tissue rubbing on the nerve. So like all of your muscles and nerves are just fucking going crazy. So it was like a consistent state of Charlie horse in my shin. Oh, dude. Um, and then it was like that for about two years. Uh, Shin's a bad spot for a Charlie horse too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was not fun at all. So, no, Jesus. Um, now, now my, uh, ankle and foot looks like I have a fucking Franken foot. Well, but so far we got a story. Hey man, chicks take stars. Story. <laughs> yeah, at least I wasn't like riding a fucking moped or doing some shit like that. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, that no. one time I tried skates. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, like I was, I was saying after all the crazy shit you did, you broke it jogging, right? Coming off a curb, <laughs> like yeah. that's what happened. Coming off a curb. And the, the thing that was like fucked too is like whenever I broke like. It's not like a real pain thing for me. Like whenever I broke both my legs in motocross, like I hit the ground, I was concussed, got back up, and I was trying to walk and could figure out why I couldn't walk. That's because my tibia and fibia are snapped in my fucking left leg and fractured <laughs> in my right leg. Right. But I was just like, man, this is fucking weird. Why can't I walk? And then after trying a few times, I was like, man, I should probably sit here for help. Um, and it was kind of like that whenever I, you know, I ripped the tendons and the ligaments inside of it on that run. It's like I came off and it just felt like I rolled it really, really bad. Right. And I was just like, dude, why does it hurt so fucking bad? Like, I don't know what's going on. 
And so, and you know, I was literally walking on it for like the next six months until the doctors were like, hey, you should be in a walking boot. And then they were like, hey, okay, no, you can be in a brace. No, you need to be in a walking boot. Now you need surgery. Now you have surgery spot. And it's just oh, like, man. All over. But thankfully the whole time, I'm doing men's physique competitions and they only judge you from waist up. Right. So there you like, go. <laughs> <laughs> they just roll you in and yeah. you're good. Yeah. So I was Perfect. Like, oh, I picked the right fucking contest. That's right. That's, right. <laughs> That's great. Um, we talked at the top of the show about Sailor Jerry. Yeah. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, there is a Grill Your Ass Off and Sailor Jerry collab, team up, collab if you will, with a barbecue sauce. Uh, we talked a little bit about it. But we also talked about there being fun Sailor Jerry stories. Yeah. And uh, the devil's rum. <laughs> well, any any rum for you is is the tra- time trap. Yeah, it definitely uh, is. Definitely but is. but Jason, do you have? Uh, you said you had a, a Sailor Jerry story. Yeah. So um, I won't name drop anyone, uh, just in case if you know right, right. watching this. But uh, growing up, uh, we, you know, my small group of friends that we had, we we had one buddy um, whose parents were pretty well off, and uh, whenever it came to be his twenty first birthday, they bought him like a fucking party bus. Um, and basically gave him a credit card and was just like, don't go too crazy. And they're literally nice. loading us up with him and, you know, all of my degenerate friends <laughs> and me. And, like, me and my childhood best friend, uh, who I'm pretty sure y'all had his coffee, um, drag up coffee. Um, he, yeah. Me and him are just, like, in the back of our heads. We're like, bro, like, we got a fucking, like his parents' credit card. This is going to be a fucking wild night. He just turned 21. Right. So we get on the bus and like come to find out a bunch, like literally all of us had snuck on bottles of uh, liquor because they told us like no drinking on the bus. And we're like, fuck that shit. Right. Um, it's a party it's bus a without party drinks. Bus. Yeah. Well, I mean, not all of us were 21 at the time. Oh, so right. So like, right. trying to be it's like, still a party bus. Yeah. They were being gay about it. So we ended up all sneaking on like Sailor Jerry's. I think, mm-hmm. like, literally, like, there was 10 bottles of Sailor Jerry's and, like, a bottle of tequila on there. And, like, none of this was planned. So we all end up pounding this fucking Sailor Jerry's, and then we, like, hop from bar to bar to bar to bar and then finished off at a strip club. But literally, like, he, he would open up the tab with his parents' credit card, then me and Jordan would just go around and literally pull every single girl to the bar and be like, yo, shots on us. <laughs> and just, that nice. like, getting absolutely tanked. And then uh, we ended up having the majority of guys with us, uh, like, projectile vomiting at the strip club on the strippers and on the party bus on the way home. And that was my first experience with Sailor Jerry. What's up, guys? We got a little hint for you here. A little secret. Mm. How do you help the show? We've been asked. We've been asked. Here's a way to help the show. Check us out over at patreon.com slash baconismypod. You can get lots of extra stuff. Yeah, like additional shows ad-free episodes, early episodes, shoot. Every Sunday, we record our discussions and drinks live Live. with our patrons. Yeah, so you can have a drink with us while we do it. You can watch us cook things. You can watch us eat things. You can just support the show, and that helps us keep putting these out. It helps us uh, just keep the show free. Keep the show free. So thank you guys so much for supporting all of you over on Patreon already. Our patrons, you guys are our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to help out the show and you want to jump on, you want to be part of that bimp squad, jump over to patreon.com slash bacon is my pod. Nice. That is, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I love about Jimmy's story <clears throat> is that, um, he can start it and then he can finish it. 
but I can fill in the blanks. Right, yeah. That is true. That because is true. he went time traveling. I, I did. It was fantastic. And that is what happens when I, like, everybody's got their booze that that is the blackout booze, right? Where another person enters your body, <laughs> takes it over, and takes it for a ride for the evening. Right? So, Sailor Jerry, some kind of weird pirate, took my took my body for a drive <laughs> right that that evening and, and and you didn't even bring it you didn't even bring the the no. bottle so so i went to go see his band open up for the band seven dust seven dust great band is a band great. that like uh, one of my favorite bands when i was when i was like a kid yeah. like i loved love still love they're yeah. awesome and so i was super excited to see them i was super excited to see you guys open for them uh, I, I got to the venue, and as I'm walking into the venue, a couple is walking out, away from the door. Dumbest, dumbest story ever. Dumb, yeah, yeah. They walked up to me, and they were like, they had a bottle of Sailor Jerry in their hand, and they were like, they won't let us bring this in. And I was like, yeah, that's how bars work. Like, I don't know, what do you, what do you think's going to happen? And they go, do you want it? And I was like, uh, obviously, yes, I do. Sure. And I said, but before I take this, let's all, let's do a round of shots because you're giving me a bottle of booze. You guys go first, <laughs> take your shots, and then I'll take a shot because I'm just going to take. Right, right. Yeah, you got to check it for room one. Exactly. I want to make sure, I want to make sure there's just enough of them. <laughs> <laughs> so we all do shots and I was like, okay, sweet. So then I go around to the back of the venue, because that's where my friends who are playing the show are. And I'm like, okay, I got this bottle. I'm going to put it back here underneath this car. It might have been AJ's car. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm going to put it here so that I can come in and out throughout the night and do it. And so I proceed to immediately go inside and grab everybody I know and be like, come on out. Let's do shots. Right? And bring everybody outside to do shots. Uh and I remember you guys starting to play. Yeah. And I was like, this is going to be a great night. And then I remember waking up on my back on the ground next to my van at about 10 in the morning with just sun beating on my face. I was, I was in a Chase Bank parking lot, which was next to the venue. And my van's sliding side door was open. And I was just on my back on the ground. So apparently I tried to get in and I was, I at least was getting in the side door and I was going to go to sleep, but I did not make it. I fell backwards at some point yeah. and, and I woke up like that. I just woke up and I was like, Oh shit, what's, what's going on? I texted a couple people and I was like, Hey, uh, do and I need called me? Did I call you? you? Called me. I don't remember calling you. I remember texting Eddie. Yeah. Uh, our buddy Eddie from a different band. And I was like, hey, man, because uh, he was one of the people that I was like, let's go do shots. And I remembered that. And I was like, hey, how's it going? And he was just like, LOL. And I was like, hey, <laughs> do I need to apologize for anything? And and he sent back, you were hilarious. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> How hilarious was I? Because that can mean a lot of things. Well, you you would he called me, he called me and he was like, "Hey man, uh, I'm sorry, I think," and I was like, well, "About what?" I I I blacked out. 
I blacked out. I was like, dude, you blacked out last night? For real? Yep, I blacked out. T totally time-traveled, woke, woke up outside my van. I was like, you do know what we did last night, right? We literally, because as soon as the show was over, cl crowd clears out, and Seven Dust uh, did a cookout at their van, uh, their their uh, RV. Um, we were allowed to hang out with them, and and do, we ate ha hot dogs and hamburgers provided by them. We drank with, uh, well, whoever did drink in the van. I know, I know right. a few di guys didn't drink or whatever. Um, but yeah, he got to hang out with Seven Dust. I would and, have loved to have uh, met Seven Dust. And, uh, I really like Seven Dust. They thought he was hilarious. They thought he was a good dude. I really, really wish I could have met Seven Dust. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... That's his Sailor Jerry story. I actually, yeah. Knock on wood, I don't have one, but we can. I mean, yeah. listen, you gotta have a you gotta have a booze story. Oh, I would definitely have a booze yeah, story. Yeah, I know you have a booze story. I mean, I have a Jameson story. What's your Jameson story? Well, well I have several of those, but well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, no, I, at your show. Oh, um, okay, yeah, I know you did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he he uh, he was playing a show at a, at a local establishment, and uh, a buddy of ours. Al, if you're listening, yeah, uh, he uh, he loved one of my bands at the time, and he does this to and us he does, every oh, time. Every time, every time, he's one of those. He's got, he's, he's got, he's like the the parents gave him the credit card, but he's yeah. the parent, but he's and the, parent, the credit yeah. card and the person, right? right. <laughs> and uh, and this place, uh, they had happy hour. They got these guys played like just after happy hour, yeah, so yeah. everybody came early to hang out, party a little bit, get some food. Um, he saw I was there and he was like, Hey man, I'm buying drinks. And I was like, okay, for whatever reason, it was like two for one, everything all night. And, uh, so I, I was like, those. I love, two uh, for yeah, one. it was, yes, yeah, great. I love it's two for awesome. one, anything. Right. And then, uh, so I'm just drinking tons of Jameson because Al comes and, mm -hmm. and he's like, dude, more, more, more. And, um, there was a point in the night that I just the blip, right, right, <laughs> and uh, supposedly I was having some really good deep conversation with people. I was having a lot of fun. People thought I was hilarious. Uh, had a buddy of ours that uh, had a good time with me, and uh, I was talking to him, and then all of a sudden I said, "Hold on a second. And I walked away. I went to the bar that was far, like, further from the stage, because this place has three bars. I sat on the bar stool. I put my head down, and mm -hmm. I went to sleep. Yep. You just, good night. And uh, at which point a bouncer saw me and said, hey, you can't sleep there. You're out of here. So uh, my friends proceeded to uh, pour me into the back of my old trailblazer. Where my wife picked me up, my yep. girlfriend at the time. I do remember that. Or, or no, my fiance at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she just kind of. We're poured. all like, "You sure? <laughs> <laughs> this is." Here we are, twelve years later. It's not going to get worse than this. <laughs> no, no. This is. This, this is. This is, this um, is... Well, just wait. Whenever, whenever you all come down to Texas, you all are going to have to let me know, and we'll let you have your first uh, Sailor Jerry experience. Sweet. I'm oh. looking forward to it. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say no because I'm, right. I'm more of a yes guy. But yeah. uh, but damn it, <laughs> I've I have done I've actually done shots of I, I did beer pong with a barbecue sauce before. Nice. Uh, I haven't done it with 
grow your ass off yet. So yeah, it's a bucket list thing. I've never done that before. I don't plan on doing that either. I I did it. I did it. uh, It was in high school. I did it with uh, Stubbs. Stubbs Mop and Sauce. Why? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. We were bo- it was high school. I mean, that's we the first bored. thing that comes to my mind. Is why? It, it, we were in high school. We were bored. Right. And uh, we had stubs. But you didn't have, like, a horrible case of, like, uh, MGD under a... I mean, we Buried probably, in the yard or something? We probably did. But, but I, I think we were just like... Fuck it. We just hit fuck it. Right, right. And somebody was like, you wouldn't do this. And I'm like, line them up. Line up the barbecue sauce. We, we did a lot of that kind of shit. I mean, I feel like our generation was blessed with jackass coming out, you know, right as we were all... Very on, true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting out of school or, like, in school and shit like that. And I know, um, I mean, the first time we were, uh, you know, me and my childhood best friend Jordan were arrested was we were fucking shit from jackass. So. Right. And, you know... It didn't help that my mom egged us on for fucking everything. <laughs> we actually, <laughs> we actually did the uh, the the uh, hockey fight thing. Like there was a there was a church, there was a local church that had like outdoor kids basketball. Yeah, and they did it. Like they they had it. There was like two or two or three courts, and there were just like several hundred people there for those games, and we went to the middle of the parking lot that was just within reach and we started doing that and they called the cops on us yeah my my generation was slightly before jackass it was more uh pro wrestling attitude era oh okay well yeah so it was like so we were doing like you know uh we were clotheslining each other off of each other's shoulders into swimming pools or into like what seemed like soft dirt mounds or snow or whatever. Yeah. We were like, will that break your fall? Cool. Clothesline me into it. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Power bomb. See if we can go through the table. Like, that, that kind of, like, we were like, ECW, let's do it. Oh, okay. See, so, I, I, Jackass thing. But it was too. also dumb enough to be like, these clotheslines are real, right? <laughs> yeah. Just, just full force. Just like well, well, we were okay, taking someone's so, head off and then being like, "That really hurt my arm." The jackass <laughs> thing we had like so again. This was an Ace story. Uh, it was an Ace Home Center, so we had like sales on individual paper towels. Right. And my buddy had to do the 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 pyramid, the big pyramid with oh, all yeah. the paper towels. Yeah. On the skid, on the end cap, and uh, I elected to jump into it. When he was finished. Nice. That was a jackass thing. Yeah, I was always one of those. Jump off it, jump into it. How many... Uh, how how many, high is it? What are we jumping into? How many rides and shopping carts have you taken, Jason? Uh, a lot. To CKY. <laughs> to to yeah. CKY. Uh, like, my... So, uh, the house that we grew up in, whenever all that kind of stuff was, like, first coming out, um, and thankfully, like, this worked out great because the way that the neighborhood I grew up in uh, my best friend Jordan was five houses down the street from me. He grew up riding motocross, and I, I didn't grow up doing it, but, you know, about 12 years old is whenever I got into it. Right. And so, like, we both rode all the time. We had other friends that rode all the time. And then there was a creek that kind of did, um, it was on the west and south side of the whole entire neighborhood. There's horse stables in the very back. 
But the nice thing with the creek, it allowed us to like run from the cops. Like we're out there like terrorizing the neighborhood on four wheelers and dirt bikes. It's like we knew how to beeline off into the creek and then just be lost. And then we, at that point, it's just hey, right. time it to where we can get inside the garage and close it fast enough before they find us. So like we were the little fucking hoodlums of the neighborhood, and um, we my parents had a huge driveway, like super long driveway, and it was all downhill to the street. So that was like our number one thing is like go snag a couple of shopping carts and then you start at the very top, push as oh, fast yeah. as you can across the street to the curb and just fucking launch the person. But I mean, we like we did dumb shit. Like, I don't know why my mom allowed this to happen, but at the same time, like I'm thankful for it because I got a lot of stupid shit out of the way very yeah. young. Like, um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, my buddy Jordan, we like staged it one time. Um and this is like whenever people were first starting to get like high speed internet inside their house, like the cable mm-hmm. guys coming by the house. And my parents had like a little office inside of one of the upstairs rooms. So I got a giant cardboard box and like my parents had no idea this was going on. <laughs> my dad's, you know, off running the hardware store. My mom's at the house trying to make sure the cable guy has everything we need. Well, I ended up duct taping Jordan's mouth shut, putting him in only a jock strap and then duct taping his hands behind his back and like we put him inside of a box. Until the cable dude's like a good, you know, 10 minutes in there, like hooking up all the wires and shit. And he starts shuffling around in the box, like <laughs> popping out of the box, just take off running. Not <laughs> like that, that was my childhood growing up. That is fantastic. That's awesome. That's we awesome. need to, we need to find somebody to put in a box. And like, yeah, one of the best things is, and I, I love this because James will find this out before Wednesday, whenever this goes live is so james is like my number two at the company he was my first part-time employee at grill your asshole full-time right. employee and he just spent three weeks on the boat, road with me well the whole entire time we're on the road i'm texting his wife because i'm buying harmonicas for her to zip tie all underneath his truck while he is gone. <laughs> and i love james to death but he doesn't know dick shit about mechanics like he had to facetime me to change his battery in his truck right right so his one of his closest friends up there in North Carolina works at the Toyota dealership as a service tech. So if there's ever a doubt in his mind something is wrong, he takes it straight to him. So he's wow. about to be gone for you know three plus weeks. Come back, goes to drive his fucking kid to school. <laughs> it's gonna sound like a harmonica. It's just gonna be like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, that's such a good joke. That's such a good. That's the greatest thing ever. Such a good prank. I'm like in between driving because like we have the my truck has the you know the big screen in it with the Apple CarPlay. So if yeah, anyone yeah. texts me, it pops up with the name. So every time we would stop and fill up the truck or take a piss, I'm texting Danielle like, "Hey, has the package arrived? Hey, are you good? Do you need me to buy zip ties too? Like, hey, where right. are you at with this step right here?" And like me and her just going back and forth on ways to terrorize him while he's here in Texas. Oh, wow! That's amazing. Yeah, that is that's like uh, you know, like we we went through a bottle of Jameson once, and he uh, he goes, oh, you should take the last last swig, and I was like, no, 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 you're like, what are you a pussy? I'm driving. Okay, fine. I go to do it, punches me right in the stomach, <laughs> and then I puke, and it yeah. was a that was a good time. Yeah, yeah, we do best things, friends are the worst. We do things to our friends. No, hundred percent. Me and him <laughs> fuck with each other all the time. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dude. part of the deal. Yeah, that's part yeah. of the deal. That's the, that's what we made became. Us friends. We became friends over a over prank war. over a prank war with our bands. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's like uh, you know Jordan, my childhood best friend. Like um, last year, so like he's real huge on TikTok. Yeah. Um, 
with drag up coffee and so last year i there's a lake uh about 200 yards over a hill right behind me and so i'm out on the boat chilling on the lake you know minding my own business and then all of a sudden i start getting a couple text messages and i open it up and it's a link to a video that jordan had just made breaking into my house because he knew i was on the fucking boat. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like going through all of my shit sitting down like here on the computer like oh look at me i'm mr ceo grew your ass off fuck oh that's fantastic that was amazing yeah. dude uh jason thank you for hanging out with us thank you for, yeah, for, for helping the show out thanks and, for coming and, and having for, a drink and for coming up with amazing flavors because we like eating you know bacon you you'd, you'd figure that uh, we also have another message from our friend donna who says i use my platoon sergeant seasoning a lot it's awesome on cauliflower gnocchi yes um which uh, i mean platoon sergeant is just the best all around the board i mean it's just literally salt pepper garlic but the coolest thing is we use two different size um actual salt flakes and then three different coarse grinds of pepper inside of it. So as it's hitting your tongue, and as you're cooking your food, those different uh, sizes of coarse seasonings are going to develop differently. Yeah, so right, right. A completely different flavor profile than just a traditional, you know, salt, pepper, and garlic. You're going to get some textures too if you season before you eat. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then um, just so uh, y'all are aware, we do have some kick-ass products coming out here very very soon that is totally uh, different we've never done okay we're psyched man we're psyched. okay we'll talk about that i was really? i was i was excited to see the donkey balls and the uh and the the donkey dong and the donkey dong uh when we went to the yeah we didn't even tell you like when we went to um went to this last, well, no, I, I did tell them okay i was gonna say email. we had so many we had so many people coming up to the table but we uh, we did some contests with people eating them and stuff. But we actually a couple people said that they were like literally ordering on their phone while yes. we were talking to them, which was great. So uh, hopefully that that helped. But people seem to really dig it. Um, we actually had Rise Amongst Rivals, uh, a band that we had on. Yeah, we'll, we'll be having on eventually again. Um, they actually did like. A family cookout night where they we gave them right. we gave them a full sampler. Mm-hmm. Um, we we gave them out to a couple of the bands yeah. uh, that were talking about how they cooked and stuff. They did a full sampler, and I think they did like several different dishes with different right, flavors. Right, right. And they they shot it over to us, and they shot it over to the social medias and stuff like that. And I was like, dude, fucking sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so we're uh, spreading it through the through the touring band world. <laughs> No, I, I love it. I mean, like, all the bands that y'all have mentioned and shit like that, that's all stuff that, like, uh, you know, back in the day, like, with the motocross, like, VHSs and DVDs and shit like that, you know, you hear fucking Seven Dust and, like, old school Kill Switch. Right, game. right. Like, yeah. All of these fucking old, like, MXPX shit like that. Oh, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's cool being able to talk with y'all about that and these bands and, like, knowing all these different names and stuff like that. It's, like, it brings back, like, those old school roots of, like, how we ended up where we are. Yeah. Well, and everything's whether it's whether you're whether you're trying to build like whether you're trying to build a business, you're trying to build a band, you're trying to build a podcast, you're trying to sell something, you know, whatever you're doing, there's still it's all grassroots, it's all guerrilla marketing, it's all sharing it, it's all kind of like collaborating. Yeah, collabs and getting to talk to the people that are that are listening or using it or doing whatever, you know, like all all of that is that I mean that's 
that's how it works. That's the whole idea behind everything. Um, you know, no one's a success if you don't have that kind of guerrilla marketing attitude. Everything's a little bit punk rock. You know what I mean? Like everything. Oh, yeah. Everything's got to like start there. No matter how big it gets, it started a little bit punk rock with people being like, yo, put this in your ears, put this in your mouth, put yeah. this in your, you know, like, like yeah. figure it out. So it's all, it's all the same, which is great. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who don't know, which you shouldn't not know, if right. you're listening to this, you should definitely know. But yeah. Jason, where can they find you? Where can they find everything? Uh, grill your ass off. Uh, everything. Uh, I mean, for me personally, just Jason Murph. Uh, I think the Instagram is Jason Murph under four three. Um, and then grill your ass off. Just anything. Grill your ass off. Uh, the only thing that's not just grill your ass off is Facebook. And it's just one S instead of two. That's, they're sensitive over there. So um, <laughs> yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Uh, but I mean, like, at the end of the day, you can go bacon is my podcast and hear all things great, really your ass off and music. So yeah, go to oh, bacon's yeah. my podcast.com, get the link to, and uh, uh, congratulations on veteran known small oh. business of the year, 2022. Yeah, dude. Uh, yeah, I think that's, thank you. I, I think that's super awesome. Like that's, that's badass. Um, that's an something that we didn't that's do that we cool. usually do, uh, is thank you. Thank you for serving yeah. our country. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. When we find absolutely. out that somebody has, uh, has done so we, we, we super, Super appreciate it. We always yeah. try to recognize. Yeah, we didn't even ask him his thoughts on UFOs. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, that was one of the. Oh man, fucking we uh, we were listening to the uh, the Sean Ryan show with the dude who bought Skinwalker Ranch on a yeah record. yeah. Like whenever we were like I think driving through Amarillo or somewhere, it's like fuck, we got like eight hours left. It's like two o'clock in the morning. Like we need to put something on interesting. So listen to that shit, like. I don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a, I mean, I, I think that, you know, you'd be crazy to think that there's not something out there. Um, right. Yeah. You know, whether you're religious or not, like how, how could there not be if, you know, the universe is as big as it is, all the crazy shit that goes on, uh, you know, just here. Yeah. There's the too many, there's too many things. There's too many there's weird too much, things. Yeah. To it not point to something, you know what I mean? And the, the Skinwalker that, Ranch stuff is crazy. Oh yeah, that shit's nuts. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, like, I guess like the biggest thing at the end of the day, and uh, you know, I saw some other people talking about this in like news articles: is the alien going to be fuckable or not? I think everything's fuckable if you right. try hard enough. It, right. <laughs> There's got to be a hole somewhere. I mean, we were all thirteen-year-old boys. You, oh, you're yeah. very resourceful. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Back of the knee goes a long ways. Back of the knee, water wings. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about your water wings. Water there. wings. <laughs> I forgot about that. Wow. All right. Well. Yeah. No, it's been fun. It's uh, yeah, most podcasts nowadays that I do, I can't break loose like this. So. <laughs> oh no no no! Jimmy fucks water wings. It's fine. Uh, and we fucked fucked water wings. Hey. Water wings. Doesn't matter. Not, as long as you have a good not time. Present tense. Not present well, tense. And he's gonna be gone. Gonna be gone for what? Three weeks. Well, and they're cheap, so you know, right. it's possible. So, it's possible. Yeah, Anything is possible. Get another one real quick and easy. Exactly. Hey, man. Anything's possible. Yeah, if you try hard enough. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you again for joining us. And always remember to ask yourself one super important question, Jimmy. What is that? Yeah. What's oh. uh, What's your bacon? <laughs> All right. That's the end of the show. That's the show, patrons. Dude. We're gonna see you later. Yeah, thank you, patrons. Donna, thanks for hanging out the whole time. Donna also yep. said congratulations and thank you to I you. I put that up on the screen. Okay, thank cool. you, Donna. And uh, yeah, so you've got you've got a 
a steady group of fans in the Patreon community as well. So, no, that's awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much. And then if uh, y'all have